Ahoy, hello, it's a brand new episode of Baffled. This is your favourite fact podcast. I'll say until it's true. Uh, every week we come together, we share facts between us, and we decide whether they're incredible, whether they're, they're worth being shared, or whether they need to be thrown in the bin of nonsense and never be discussed again and be incinerated. My name is Dan, thank you for finding us. Three for you this week, we've got stuff about cheaters, about ants, and about happy birthday. Mark is also here, what do you have? Hello, yeah, right, from me this week, we've got something about rent, something about wars, and something about the River Thames. Rent, the musical. No, rent is in. Rent your pay in your house. Oh, was... That's right, we're keeping it exciting, people. Almost such a strong start. Connor, what do you have for us? Uh, we're going to talk about flying and how you can save some money, uh, numbers, and we're also going to talk about the same sort of thing when we once said that toothpaste on the end of a toothbrush is a nerdle. Well, that was... So did, along those lines. Did that, win a, did that win a Nigel Award in the end? It did win a Nigel, yeah. It won an award for being the best fact ever. And then also I might have a little extra one for you, just for the fun of it. Stick around, it's a brand new episode of Baffled. Two things interesting from you there, Connor. Mm. You're not known to be good with numbers. No. You've got a number fact. Yeah, when you hear it, you'll know that it's not really that related to numbers, just numbers are part of it. So I'm excited for three facts. At what point are you going to do the two, the, the big word one? Is that going to be the, the, the killer last one? What, the nerdle Yeah. Mm, I'm not too sure. Could be a mid one. It's a good fact. I lo- Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Okay. Give us a fact. Okay. There was a man that once wore 60 shirts... Nine pairs of jeans and a lot of socks to the airport just to avoid all the extra fees, really. And they let him on the plane. Okay. Uh, it was in a flight from China to Africa, just to let you know, which is about four hours, five hours. Um, and yeah, he had 60 shirts on, nine pairs of jeans, quite a lot of socks because he didn't want to pay for the extra baggage. He wore it throughout the whole, get me wrong, 11 and a half hour flight. But only one pair of boxers. Probably, yeah. I don't think they made me check that. Who needs 60 shirts for a holiday? Question. <laughs> uh, question. Why would you let him get away with it? That's my point. I guess you've got, you've got no argument to I'm about make. to say, there, there, well, there, there, is, there is no rule saying that you can't... It's evident, isn't it, what he's doing? Yeah, but there's no rule yeah. saying that you can't wear that many clothes. That would be the thing. It's a case of saying, sorry, sir, we need you to pay for baggage. And I'm going, why? I think... This is my fashion sense. This is what I go for. You can't tell me what to wear and what not to wear. I think we've had this before on, on Baffled where we've spoke about someone and we're kind of like, oh, it'd be fun to do. This would be quite fun to do, wouldn't it? If you saw... Get a little bit of budget, put Mark on a plane, see if he gets away with it. If you saw him in the airport, what are you thinking? Top Yeah, dickhead. Yeah. Although I like the willful eccentricity. I like the fact he's trying to beat the system. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just a bit... Right, hold on a minute. What was that term? Willful... Willful, en- so he's so he's being eccentric, so he's yeah. being quirky, but wow. he's doing I, it kind of to make a point. Joe, you know I'm not I'm not playing the, the the dumb card here, and I hate to come across like I am. I'm genuinely just me, but I definitely didn't listen enough at school because you use say things and and words and yeah. things I've never heard in my whole entire life, and I'm 26. I've never heard that in my whole entire life. Well, I mean, what was it again? Say again. Well, like he's being willfully eccentric. I've never heard of willfully. As in, you know, he's just he's just being like sounds like a German name. You know, you see those people on the tube or something, and they're wearing like a funny hat, and they've got a parrot on their shoulder, and they're wearing them eccentric, and they're wearing a mo- yeah. But it's kind of it's more than that. It's like they want you to see. So willfully, it's like, hey, look at me. Willfully, willfully means more. Well, no, they, they, Hang on, it's willfully the word you're struggling with rather than eccentric. Yes. So willfully in this context means so willfully just means they're doing it on purpose, like they they've. Oh, they're willfully doing it. Yeah, so if someone's, in my mind, again, you know, it's not a common phrase. It's not like a cliche. I'm saying if someone is being willfully eccentric, they're doing it for show. And I think if someone turns up at an airport wearing 60, you know, they're going, hey, look at me. Look how quirky I am. Oh, I'm getting the system. Also, that 60th shirt, 
it's no longer so I would fit, say <laughs> I don't know he's willfully being a idiot well, no, well, no you don't need to, you don't need to put words on everything it was just for that context it just it worked it fit okay you, but you know what you're correct who needs 60 shirts even if you, I don't think I even own 60 shirts even if you move well, even if you're moving also just nine, buy new ones also nine pairs of jeans <laughs> yeah it's quite a lot of jeans in it it's not I don't think I could fit a pair of jeans over these pair of jeans Mark, give us your first fact of the show. In a German village named Fugerei, the rent hasn't raised since 1520. It costs less than one euro for an entire year. Why? Uh, is there any, I bet there's not a co-op there. There, It's empty. So it's not actually that far from the city centre. It's a gated community and it's home to 142 residents. So back in the 16th century, back in 1520 when they established it, the local Fugger family... Uh, settled in uh, Augsburg and they became very rich. Jacob Fugger made himself uh, made a name for himself as the wealthiest banker in town. He was na- he was nicknamed, get this, a great nicknamed, Jacob Fugger the Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Creative. Creative, right? Uh, but their family values said that they should be socially responsible. So they created this gated community in 1520 and basically said to people, look, you have to be back by 10 p.m., you have to be a Catholic and you have to pray for the Fugger family. I love if you it. do that, you can stay here for what now equates to 88 cents. That's what it stays at today. I just the Fugger family. So is the family still in charge? The Fugger Fugger? Yes. So obviously it's been passed down through generations. It's not the same guy. But you, as can't, you can't move in there. No. I mean, I would be very surprised if people move out. But obviously if people move out, then then they have a what's spot the name, to fill. What's the name of this Fugger in town? Uh, it is... Uh, Fuggerai, so F U double G E R E I. F U double G double G E R. The world's E-I. oldest social housing complex. So you can move in there based on the rate that it is at, the less than a euro. So yeah, and, were... and all the rules are pretty much still in place. Uh, the 10 pm curfew is a little more relaxed. You basically just have to tip the guard on the gate if you want to get in past 10 pm. Other than that, the whole agreement is as it was in 1520. Costs you eighty-eight cents less than one year. Actually, looks really nice there. I think. Yeah. What um and what what? Uh, so you have to modern day. What do you have to do? So modern day, you just have to be there, kind of pre ten p.m. You're still meant to be religious. You're meant to be Catholic. You're meant to still pray for the Fugger family. But right. I mean, all the rules have been relaxed. It does look bit. really nice. The pictures look really nice. It looks very picturesque. Bit of a ball ache in it. So I have to bribe the dude every time you want to go out. I'd rather pay reg- rent, regular rent than not go through that hassle. You know or just like? be home before 10pm. It's like a good postcard to me, that town. There's a lovely little old lady there. This one here. Yeah, that's an old lady with a broom. I like... bet she's been fugged. <laughs> well, that was, that was a funny gag. There we go, yeah. Time for my first fact of the show. Until 2013, you would need to have paid money to sing the happy birthday song. No way. The copyright was owned by, basically, Warner Chapel bought the copyright, but originally it was owned by two sisters from Kentucky, Mildred and Patty Hill. Uh, They originally sang Good Morning to All. Good morning to all, good morning to all, good morning to all. Good morning to all. And And then it got changed down the line to Happy Birthday to You, and they made, uh, apparently... uh, 
$2 million a year by charging every time that song was used in films, played on the radio. Right, yeah, so like, yeah, that makes sense. I thought we meant like the average Joe singing it in McDonald's for a fifth birthday. Well, no, but getting the money. if they played it over the over the speaker, you would need to pay. That's the same as most... You, yeah, no, but, for happy, but for the happy birthday song. No, yeah, but as in... That's why a lot of places don't do it, right? They mm. have their own different versions. I want to throw a... Sp- I hate the happy birthday song. I don't think anyone likes it. I get really annoyed when people try and fit in more names than the gap space. And there's always, there's always, always, always as well, isn't there, the typical moment where in most families, friendship, if, if you do it, you might not know the name of the person. You'll look at each other when you get to the name and it's like, I don't really know the name. It's just shit. Man. I love happy birthday to Mark and Connor and Adam. And I love that. And I like the high harmonies as well. No, well, the, well, the thing is, that's a lot nicer than what most people do of like, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Dan, Mark and Connor. It's like trying to squeeze in. It's like, no, just. Yeah, it's it's catchy though you remember it don't you <laughs> yeah you do uh, and then it was bought by Warner Chapel they were collecting fees for it since 1988 uh, but then a court ruled in 2013 that you don't have to pay anymore that you don't have to pay money That's for it a anymore. little bit really though because they did create the song that's not telling yeah, you but it's Bruno a- Mars go in 24k magic you don't get any money for it but there's a, there is a time for that so in, in so many years I can't remember what the copyright time it's is PCR, it's PCS though isn't it Dif- no different thing PRS is what you're talking PRS, about so. no it's a different thing in the copyright runs out on something Right. I can't remember what the time frame is. Is it, it might be 75 years, something like that, where you have to stop. I think they can re-copyright it if they re-record and re-release it. Um, but otherwise, in, 20, in 75 years after 24K Magic by Bruno Mars and it was released, you don't have to pay for it. Wow. A lot of books are now out of copyright. Wow. That's one of the reasons that Disney are doing all their live-action remakes. Re-copyright it. There you go. It's always got a Disney. Yeah, I, I'm on board like with it. that. That could have been a fact on its own. Yeah. yeah. On board. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. The lint in the bottom of your pocket, basically the little ball of fluff, has a name. It It's this. Gnur. Gnur. What's that again? Gnur. How do you spell Gnur? G-N-U-R-R. It's in the English dictionary. Right. In three facts. The substance that collects over time in the bottom of pockets or cuffs of trousers. You know when I bring a science fact to the show? Yeah. And you go, have a day off? Yeah. Why are you not saying the same to the people who have named that? Oh, oh no, the people that have named it, absolute show. Do I love it? Yeah. Ready? No. No. So it's no. Well, he struggles a little bit, but... <laughs> does he? Good no, I imagined it would be. No. no. I met the guy who does that voice. Did you? Yeah, the guy who did the uh, the Apple, the, the original yeah, Siri yeah, voice. Yeah. And he got paid hardly anything for it because he did it all for one company and it was then bought by Apple. Did he have a problem pronouncing his G's when you met him? It was a silent G, isn't That's it? That's a, yeah. Just like... No. Lots of other words. Yeah. Nat. Nat, yeah. Uh, and it was then bought by Apple and he never got any of those end royalties for it. It's in the English dictionary, that. No. G-N-U-R. R. Two R's, that's even better. Why mm-hmm. stick two R's on the end? That must be a reason for so that. What you've learned, if you've been an avid listener and have baffled over the over the two years or whatever, Nerdle? No. Got some new words? What about belly button no? If you want. I'm, I am I love belly button nerds. Oh. Uh, you know what I love doing? Sitting there of an evening, getting on one of my favourite shows. Gets your finger out, scoops in that belly button and gets the big old belly button. Uh, that, oh God. And I've got a deep innie as well. It's a deep innie belly button. Oh, it's what's great. going through your head, mate? <laughs> Disgusting. <isn't> it? <laughs> I love it. Look, come on. I, I would admit to doing things that everyone does, but doesn't want to talk about. Hey, Tori. 
Got a big old belly button. I will admit to doing things that not many people will admit to doing, but everyone does. And that is one of them. I want to get crass for a second here. Do you remember in the last episode, we spoke about mind-blowing philosophical questions. If a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Yeah. I've got one for you. When you wipe your ass, do you stand up or sit down? Sit down. Sit down. You're a sit down person. Yes. You're a stand up, mate. Your bum cheeks close. Ag. Admin. You stand up. They've done, no, they've done a statistic. They've done, they've done polls on this. More people stand up. No, hold on a minute, right? With it, they're fools. You are standing up, and when you stand up, your bum cheeks become tighter. I do a little, I do a little cock over. Oh, what, on the bath? No, I just like lean forward. Yeah, I'm sorry. You so are... you're sat there and you're just... No, I just got like that and... Yeah, to the side. Is that what you're doing? You're... I'm a stand-upper. Because the best bit about that is you can fully open up the arm. I can imagine you standing up and doing like a whole bunch of yoga moves. Do you know what, Dan? I want to be honest with you, mate. Genuinely, I don't know how you've done it with being in a relationship because at the minute I've got you well, picking, because, because she picking your belly button yeah, and but cocking she... your leg to... But she doesn't... Well... You, well, you, you just said you watched the favourite show. I couldn't imagine she's next to you. you but you live in. Anyone. But you live in the poo palace, so it means Haley, your girlfriend, can't get away from when you wipe your ass. Yeah, my bum's clean. You close your ass cheeks. You probably miss. I would say the first quarter of poo stain. No, no, no. no. Well, you've got Mark. I've, I've, it closes, so therefore it squeezes, doesn't it? What is happening? I've developed the technique for it. All I'm saying: more people do it my way than your way. Fact. I cannot believe you get off the toilet and cock a leg. That is just fact. Also, it's something I've never thought about before. And I was thinking, I was doing it the other day, and I thought, I wonder how most people do this. Am I doing it the right way? Because it's something that you can't really be taught. Mark, what's your second fact of the show? Until 1986, the Isles of Scilly were still at war with the Netherlands. Okay, why were they at war? So it was a war that started 335 years previously. During the English Civil War. Stop thinking about poo wiping. Sorry. Really brought the tempo differently here, though, you, Mark. It's so the Isle of Scilly, which is just off the uh, mainland of Cornwall, of course, mm. were heavily involved in the English Civil War. What was Italy? No, Sicily. Right. Okay. Uh, that is kind of why I added it in. I was like, Connor's not entirely sure where this is. Uh, so the Dutch decided that they were going to join in with the English Civil War because they were like, right, if we back the right side here... There's a lot of good stuff that can happen. Get towards the end of the English Civil War. The Isles of Scilly are still warring with Netherlands. Cut then to 1985. A local Scilly historian called Roy Duncan realised something. The war had never actually ended. So he wrote to the Dutch embassy in London, went, I think we're still at war with you. Holland checked, went, oh, yeah, that's not ideal signed a peace treaty. When was the last time a, a shot had been fired prior to that peace treaty? 1651. We're going to also do something for you, um, listening. We're going to clip Dan's face during that fact being said. I'm going to put it on social media on the story just so people could appreciate it. Because I did, and it was great. There was a yawn, there was a frown, there was a complete a moment of... From work. the man who's just been sat here for the last 10 minutes going, yeah, but how really do you wipe your up? My, my, my point is, is that... He took himself back and was like... I just... I enjoy, look, I, I like the fact that someone's found this and then thought we better end it. Like, I, I enjoy that in diplomatic affairs. But the idea that, yeah, is it, it's just like the headline's a bit misleading, I'd say. Because they've not really been at war. Maybe, maybe not. So there was no fighting going on? No. No. So it's just they've, they've kind of forgot 
to actually f- like formally so declare to it. To say that it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So there was actually a war. They've just said, oh, oh yeah, it's done. Oh, no, there was there was there, there was a they, war that was still happening. They forgot. So someone forgot to say it's done. So basically, no one's getting shot. But it was done. But it was done. Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, that one isn't it. <laughs> I like the fact that this guy is written and said, oh, "I think this we're is at less war. on you as well. This is more on the thing." Wow. Look, quite, it doesn't really need to be addressed, doesn't it? Well, I quite like the fact that he's done it. Well, so officially by law, you have to end to... Yeah. Well, that's what's interesting. I'm actually going yeah. to put this in the modern day because I'd like you to explain this to me. Let's say what's going on in Afghanistan. Does When that ends, does it have to be by law it's done for it to stop? or Because I guess war can happen at any stage, can't it? Or do you have to declare that war begins? Well, that's the question. What has to be involved to formally enter into a war does one country just start shooting does the country have to stand there and say i am at war with you like what's the legal process so so if you look at afghanistan for example the war isn't over because the war as far as america is concerned is a war on terror so that's why they were in afghanistan supposedly a question that i've got and this actually links in with this so when you're at war yeah afghanistan yeah you are obviously a soldier you're killing people you're committing murder aren't you that's war. You are shooting people and killing them, aren't you? But obviously, you aren't, you're not getting arrested and put in prison for 30 years for murder. So is that why war has to be declared? So as, because I, 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 would, I would imagine because so, yeah. if it's declared as finished, and then all of a sudden you're an English troop, you run into Afghanistan and kill somebody, that's murder, isn't it? Because the war has been declared as finished. Well, yeah, there's a few things here. So I'm looking it up now. So there is a, a convention of The Hague uh, in... 1899-1907, which is formally how you declare war. Right. What you're getting into, you are committing murder. Why are you not being tried for that? Well, it's because if you win the war, you've been doing it for your country. So your country's hardly going to lock up all these millions of people that have been killing people to help you win. But then, and also, uh, like you can be committed for war crimes. But then, no, but this is what I'm saying. So with this... But yeah. that's a very specific point of crime, isn't it? As a war crime is very different. To just yeah. crime. Because I find this quite interesting because if you declare the war as finished, which it sounds like they had to do with this, even though yeah. a bullet hadn't been fired, by declaring a war as finished, and this is good knowledge, something that I didn't know, maybe that means that then if I was an English troop, I ran into Afghanistan, shot somebody who I thought was part of that, turned around and went, oh, I'm doing it for the war. If it was declared as not finished, maybe you've got kind of a word there in court was like well he's part of the war do you know what I mean but if he's declared as finished it's just murder (laughs) interesting well murder is uh, a very specific act it's not just killing someone it's a legal term that defines unlawful killing the Geneva Conventions and I should know this is a famous set of rules that determines what is legal and what isn't legal at war right so if you if you declare war on someone you've then entered into a code of what you are and aren't allowed to do which is amazing everything that people sat down whenever it was and thought, you know what, if we're going to go to war, we need to outline what you can and can't do. Got you. And like people's, and people pay attention. Well, you know, most people pay attention to it. Got you. Okay. Time for my second fact of the show. Cheetahs have such bad anxiety, zoos will give them support dogs, emotional support dogs. Cheetahs. You think, you know, spotted cats, big, brutal beasts. But they get support dogs because they're so anxious around humans. Doesn't it just show and prove the point that we've had so many that dogs are just so much better than cats? Well, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a competition. Yeah, but if it is, they're winning. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, support cat, huh? 
There is. There will definitely be people with support cats. Yeah, but it's not. It's a very. It's, it's, a, exactly it's a big so. thing in America. I feel like the dog though is a real unique animal. Yeah, dogs are great, and I love a dog, but they are idiots. Whereas cats, lovely. But I'd rather an idiot pet. Genius. Well, you know, cats are evil. I, your cat, your cat, is f-ing, your cat. I have. I have a cat that's intelligent because I'm intelligent. You sadly don't have a dog anymore. And if you were to get a dog, I'm sure it'd be an idiot because you're also an idiot. My dog was an idiot. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was a complete fool. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, so cheetahs, they have support animals uh, to keep them going around humans. And what does the, what does the dog do it's just, like it's day just, to day? Does it just comfort them? Yeah, it just, it just like hangs a, around. A bit like what a dog does for a human. Quite a lot of it is because the cheetahs see that dogs are getting on with the humans. So they think, oh, okay, maybe I can too. Oh, right. Okay. So it's more the comfort of them being there that lets them interact with the humans. Because cheetahs can be quite mean. They can like be a lot of big me- lot a lot of big cats. Yeah. Mean. Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes in to the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You can always get in touch with the show, by the way. It's info at bafflepod.com. If you've got any facts, if you've got anything that you would like Connor to explain to you on one of the episodes, the bonus episodes we bring you on Friday, that's what you do. It's also at baffledpod on TikTok and Instagram. Connor, give us your last fact of the show. If you count from one to one million, your lips won't touch until you reach one million. I mean, yeah, that's right. strictly speaking, not true. One. Two. Dan, touch my lips in between. Uh, but I think parts parts of your lips are touching when you when you say one, one. You see, one, I one. Thought, I thought this might two, be a little bit of one of those three, facts. Four, five. I got you know. I got you know. As in, it's interesting that the only time you get to the M is on million. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. And Jesus backwards is sausage. It's, but it's, it's not sausage. It's, it's not. It's not. It's sausage. Yeah. It's sausage. Brilliant. <laughs> It's not brilliant, is it? It's not. Well, your name backwards is Ronock. Great. I'm going to ban this 43. His is Cram. Huh? His is Cram. Yeah, you are. That that sounds right. You are a Cram. Yeah. I'm a nad. You are a nad. You really are. Yeah. I'm a nad. Million. Come on, that is good. One to one million. Your lips touch at the one millionth number. All those things you say before that, and it touches at one million. I think I love that. You know, we defined... Basically, all you're saying is that no number between zero... And one million has an M in it. Yeah. Pretty much. So, you know, earlier on, we spoke about the Geneva Convention, which defines what's needed for what's allowed in war. Yeah. I think you need something similar for, for your facts. No. The Holborn Convention. Be, there you go. Because is it a fact? It is a fact. Yeah. Well, it is a fact, but is it worth sharing? Absolutely. I don't know if it is. I feel. I'm going to ban this website. You two are quite unique people. 
You're no, here. I, I think it's the other way around. You're here. I think eighty percent of our listenership will be like, I'm, I'm only, I'm only listening for Dan and Mark. Okay, well, we need to run a poll on this. I genuinely reckon that people enjoy these type of facts more. There's no way people enjoy... They will go, no bloody way. Like the pizza one that time, when I said about the pizza size that you all dodged. Remember that one? That was good. That was interesting, because that was actually mind-blowing. That's a life hack. Yeah, and... This? Pointless. Pointless. And Jesus backwards isn't sausage. And even if it was, irrelevant, because the two aren't connected. What is it then? Sausage. (laughs) Not a word. It's not even the same number of letters. Gnud. Gnur. Mark, give us your last fact of the show, please. Sharks live in the River Thames. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. I have actually heard about this. Yeah. They've a, been spotted as well, haven't they? Topical news. Yeah. They're, so, big, they're big, though, aren't they? They're not huge sharks, right? No. So uh, there is the taupe, the starry smooth hound, and the spur dog types of sharks in the River Thames. Uh, and the spur dog is actually a venomous shark. So it's only about sort of 23 inches long. It's quite slender, but it is covered in venomous spines. And uh, also it's two dorsal fins. Basically secrete a venom that will cause pain and swelling in humans. Can you swim the Thames? Is there a place where you can do that? Do you have to get like an area? uh, You can swim anywhere. I wouldn't, but you could. You can just jump in, can you? Yeah, I've done it loads. There's a place... Thames? Yeah. Swift one, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) There's a, a place... I can't remember where it is. There's a point where they say it's safe to not swim there. Like, there's a point, I don't know if it's east or if it's west, there is a certain point where they say if you're swimming, you can't swim upstream because that's where there's a lot of crap. And I think that's where I did it. But you can swim in the Thames, yeah. It's very dirty though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, that, well, that's I mean, what... I mean, what, what you have to bear in mind is the Thames is over 200 miles long. Yeah. That's why the sharks being there is such a big deal. Because for a long time, experts thought that it was biologically dead, that it was uninhabitable. The fact that there are sharks and now seals and sea lions in there, uh, sorry, seahorses, yep. that's why it's a big deal. Have you got some Thames facts? Uh, I mean, you just stole most of them. Um, so yeah, sharks, seahorses, eels, seals, they've all been found in the River Thames. Uh, over 100 different species of fish as well. Nice. Uh, also, it's believed that sharks use the Thames estuary to give birth and nurse their young. So actually, the Thames is incredibly vital in the long-term survival of the species. We need to remember as well that people listening might not be from the UK. No, it's so a, it's a, it's the, a the big Thames, river. The Thames, if they don't know, is the big river that runs through London. Yeah. yeah. Runs all the way from Gloucestershire out to the sea. Talking about like the River Nile. Yeah. It, it's the river in London that you see on all the pictures. Yeah. yeah. We don't need to do this much clarification of what the Thames is. Say so. so. You're from London. <laughs> Your what? What you were just saying about sharks going to the yes. bay? What's interesting? I was reading something the other day that that's what they think the Loch Ness monster is, not shark. But you know, the Loch Ness monster is rarely seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they think it's a special type of eel or a big fish, and it gives goes there to give birth. So that's why it's only seen there rarely. Is and it's right? a, it's a special type of thing because. It's something like the Loch Ness, Loch Ness is fresh water and it likes to give birth in cold, fresh water. Is there actual real, or are they, I've always thought they were fake, of the Loch Ness monster. Is there actual yeah, real well, photos that have been taken? No, no, no. Well, no, quite a lot of, like, the original one, the one that blew up, that everyone said was a Loch Ness monster that was on the Daily Mail. Is that big alligator? Uh, well, no, it was just someone, it was just a fake thing. But there have been sightings. I don't really buy it. But people think that if people have seen something they believe to be the Loch Ness Monster, it's probably just a massive eel that is gone, or a massive fish that's gone there to give birth. Right. Do you know something? There's more water in Loch Ness than there is in every lake in England and Wales put together. It's for the monster. There you go. Enjoyable. Cheers. 
Last fact of the show. If you put, don't try this at home. If you put ants in a microwave, they will survive because they're smaller than the wavelengths of radiation. Wow. That's, I mean, it's like, it's like cockroaches, right? Surviving nuclear. They dodge the waves. We had Paul Chowdhury on, didn't we? And we were telling him about the crisp packets in the microwave. Which, once again, you should not do. Yeah. Do you reckon he went home and did that? Maybe. Yeah? Pro- probably not. I can't believe I told him that. You got on really well with Paul Chowdhury. I did, yeah. Good guy. Yeah. 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 No, I, I enjoyed having him on the show. I was, I was, I was surprised that you got on so well. Um, we need to talk more about this fact. Um, there was not a lot more to say. No, it's just because they're so anything smaller than a wave of something doesn't react to it. Then it's just like. Well, I mean, if it hits them, but they dodge it. Right. As in, you're smaller than a car, so if one's coming towards you, it would hit me. But you move out of the way. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd hope if so. It, if, <laughs> if it's doing fifty, and I've got my AirPods in, I'm yeah, gone. You you absolutely walk and you walk and look at your phone, don't you? To be fair, I'm really bad at roads. I'm one of those just walking it. Just go. Oh, the stuff here. See you later. Yep. That's kind of gone. Mm-hmm. He had a nice time doing what he loved, listening to the Apple Man um, saying uh, the word "no" on speech to, uh, text to speech function. Going it should be gonna. <laughs> yeah. How do they know this? Science. So they have the ability. They're allowed to put ants in microwaves and do this type of thing. Yeah. But if I do it, I'm a nutter. Well, right. yeah. You're allowed to do it. Oh, I, don't, I, as in, I don't think you're going to get locked up for putting ants in a microwave. Yeah. But you would be a nutter. Once again, we don't endorse it. No, don't, don't do it at home, but you would be weird. Okay. What have we learned this week? Well, if you can't pack all of your clothes in the airport, wear them. Also, ants dodge waves and have a nice good play with your belly button now when you get home. And maybe have a look, see how you wipe as well. Do you know what I've got in my head? Just before we go. Imagine Mark turning up to the airport trying this and he's missing. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's there. All of the clothes. Oh, thought I'd give it a go, you know, saving, saving the buck. You would try this. No. Like he'd try it. and he'd be convicted for it as well. He'd yeah. be the one they they tear out. What do you mean I'm not allowed to do it? What do you mean I'm... Sorry, sir. See you later. Say goodbye, Mark. Bye. Say goodbye, Connor. Peace out. Infobafflepod.com is where you need to go if you want to get in touch. We'll see you Friday. Bye. Bye.